Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to our second show today on October 18th, 2023. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, the voice of the American Consortium for Equity in Education. And thanks so much for being here. And excuse me while I clear my throat for one second. That's because I just ate a walnut, which I should not have done right before the show. Hey, we got Dr. Laura Haverkamp here today. Laura is a 20 years of experience school librarian, and she's now Dr. Laura Haverkamp. And she is at the, uh, she's associate faculty now at the, uh, at the Library and Information Science Department at Indiana University's Luddy School of Informatics. Computing and engineering, that's a lot. And the school is in Indianapolis at the Indiana University, Purdue University campus. And I just got to say this, okay? She is a, she's very concerned, and this is what she studies, okay? How technology needs to be integrated, okay? And information designs used in unique ways and how educators are doing it, okay? Her research areas include, this is so important today, the impact of technology on school libraries, library advocacy, equitable libraries with consortium on equity, and also information access and fitness information. Okay, it's really pretty cool. And she just wrote an article in Each School News about kinesthetic learning, which is building movement into our screen time because kids need movement. There's a cute story in her article, which is linked up here. Okay, about our own kids and kids need movement. All right, and and but yeah, we sat they work on screens. It's not easy to do, and that's what she's becoming an expert in. She's going to bring us our expertise today. Hold on, Laura. I'll be with you in just a second. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's our home website for our American Consortium for Equity in Education. Go over there. Everything's free for you. Our magazine, Equity and Access, which just click on the cover and you'll be able to read the whole issue. All right, our Excellence in Equity Awards program, read about that. We're entering the educator phase of that. And also all our podcasts are over there, plus a ton of other information. So check it all out over at ace-ed.org. And now from Maine to Indiana, hi, Laura, it's Larry here. Hi, Larry, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for being here today. So how's the weather in Indianapolis today? Because it's coming here later. <laughs> well, I actually teach for Indianapolis, but I live in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me that. Well, then let me switch that. What's the weather like in Columbia, South Carolina today? It's glorious. It's 60 degrees and sunny. Wow, terrific. And good little state. Okay, I really like it down there. It's nice. And so what are you teaching online when you teach to your students in Indianapolis at the University of Indiana? Yes. Yes, I am teaching online, which links into all we're talking about today. Absolutely. Obviously, my students are online, and I get lots of comments about the online <laughs> teaching experience from students. And they also get a lot of comments when it's snowing there in Indianapolis and you're warm and comfortable in South Carolina. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could make it to class. Try driving 30 miles to this. I guess that's really cool. That's great. That's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Laura, uh, I, I love the fact that I love what you're studying these days, but I have a great respect for school librarians. And today, and, and, and somehow, and you figured this out, I want you to tell the story about your kid. I read it in the article. Again, the article's linked on here. 
uh, I'll just sum it up in one word. Mom, my butt hurts from sitting all day. Okay. And that's what I think yeah. the basis of this whole article is. Just talk about that. How you get, how you got involved in not only tech, the technology of running a classroom, running a school library, but how, how we've lost a little bit of what we really need in schools to keep kids active. Good. Well, I, I started my career as an English teacher in New York City um, oh, wow. and then and then became an English teacher in South Carolina and decided I couldn't grade any more of those horrible papers, so I moved to librarianship. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to see my article on the mill that I turned in in high school on the mill on the floss by George Sand or whoever that was. Right, so you probably right, don't want to right. read that um, one. Right. And I have to use my favorite South Carolina phrase um, to English teachers, bless their hearts, yeah. <laughs> that they keep going and reading. Um, Where was AI when I needed it back then, for goodness sakes? Okay, but exactly. Any, please continue. Yes. So I personally, I'm a lifelong athlete. I still play competitive soccer at the age of 53. Good for you. And That's great. I was, I was one of those children who could not sit still. I was a leg jiggler. Um, I also, one of my sons has ADHD and would fall out of his mm. chair in high school. And the teachers would come to me because he went to the same high school where I taught and say, um, your kid fell out of his chair. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And, um, yeah, and then my district yeah. moved to one-to-one technology where every child had a laptop in 2014. Um, behavior issues increased. Huh. Discipline referrals increased and grades That's... dropped. Wow. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. That's I've never heard that 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 uh, triumvirate uh, said when they introduced the one that's really interesting and I bet it's I bet it's happened elsewhere. Wow. You saw the yeah. Well, it I think, you know, I as I have studied this, districts that plan well and do good staff development don't have the same grade drop. Uh, but I think we have just really lost the sight of children really do need to move. Yeah, and I have do. heard administrators say, oh, I love it when I go in a classroom and every child is engaged on their computer. I'm like, well, are you looking at their computer screens? Because half of them are playing games. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're, you're right. Right. <laughs> so it is looking, knowing myself as a person who can't sit still for more than yeah. 20 minutes yeah. and then watching my child who fell out of his chair or my um, younger child who is a very calm young man, but after his first <laughs> week of high school said, my butt hurts. I don't like high school. Well, we're, we're, I, I, uh, to, I, I read that in your article. I have to ask, were they moving a lot more in, in middle school, junior high? In middle school, they had seven periods a day. Yeah, they had seven periods a day, and so they moved around the school a lot more. So hourly, they would get up and move. And in Uh high school, we are on a four-by-four schedule, so they have four classes a day that are an hour and a half. And children cannot sit that long. (laughs) Children can't sit for an hour and a half. Neither can I. Um, and, And so in looking at how we are implementing technology, my thought is, oh, we can't stick them on a computer for an hour and a half. That's, that's not okay. And if we're using technology, it is not a, 
the silver bullet. It is not going to cure all our ills. It's not, it doesn't replace the personal relationships with the teacher. And so we need to use technology in a way that's transformative, not just replacing a pencil and paper. That's exactly right. Technology is a tool. Technology is a tool. And you said something else. Okay. You said, and it's true, kids spend an awful lot of time on screens. And a lot of that time is kind of sitting down on looking at screens. Okay. And mm-hmm. geez, I, I do it every night watching, watching TV for goodness sakes. Okay. It's looking at screens and it's all day long <clears throat> and it's easy. And look at, if I may look at the obesity factor and the social emotional factors. Okay. Of uh, sitting all day and being screen tied. Look at the, if I may, the political factors. There's all kinds of things, and we're seeing the dangers now. And to me, it is a very dangerous movement within our society, okay? And we got to conquer that in the classroom. And your, your point, if we do that in the classroom, they're going to do it elsewhere too, okay? And they're going to learn better. And talk to me about that. What have you learned about them learning better through movement, i.e. kinesthetic learning? And even with the use of technology in every class, and this is what we're talking about, how the teachers combine the two. We've got to think about this. Right. It's, exactly. We absolutely have to think about this. Um, South Carolina went through a, a phase a few years ago where they were cutting down recess time in the younger grades, and then they were surprised that test scores weren't increasing. <laughs> Just, uh, there's the whole sound mind, sound body theory. It's all linked in. And so when you take away recess from little kids, they yeah. can't concentrate anymore. Um, and like I said, just on my little family microcosm of, you know, I have two boys that are squirrels and I myself am a squirrel. We, <laughs> I know that kids need to move. They do. You need to get up and get all the wiggles out and jump around and, and incorporate that movement so that you can concentrate and think. My, well, my just... kids watched me write my dissertation, and both of them were like, oh, my gosh, Mom, you need ADD meds. And I'm like, no, I just need to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think you're kidding, but you're not. You do need to go for a walk. You do need mm-hmm. to move, okay? And everybody tells that we can't we, – we just got to be real careful in this. This is a major change because although, obviously, ed tech has been around for 20, 25 years, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. believe it or not, we're still getting used to it. And the other thing – is that what you're learning, what you're doing, okay, it has to be incorporated, if I may, all right, into, uh, into teacher training and into administrator training because that's, that's where we – Yeah, and I, I don't know if anybody else is working on this. You probably do know people who are working on this, but this is really important to incorporate in, okay? And I made that library training as well for school librarians. I mean, it's all – to me, it's just it's, – it's pretty darn important, you know, and actually brings up a good question. Okay, when you look at libraries these days, what do you see? School libraries, what do you see? I, I see more movement, maker spaces, you know, and all that sort of stuff. What do you see? It depends on the district, honestly. Um, in some districts, they're embracing maker spaces and they're facilitating librarians you know, branching out and incorporating technology and movement and breakout boxes and uh, craft, crafts and, and um, robotics. And then in other districts, 
um, they're confused, and this happens yeah. a lot. This is a, a, a theme they're confused in my because career. They're, not around a lot. they're confused because they're not moving around a lot. They need to move around. <laughs> well, <laughs> lots of folks are confused about what librarians actually do. And so they think that librarians aren't doing anything if they come into the library and the librarian is sitting for a moment. Wow. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, in my district that I just left, librarians were laptop managers, which took up an enormous amount of time. And so if I'm busily asking kids if they've tried to reboot, then I'm not fulfilling other roles that I believe are more important for the library. It's, it's a, yeah, it's such an interesting world we're living in. It's really still going through all this change, et cetera. Now, I know a lot, and I want to, I, again, the article is that you wrote, and by the way, I got to thank my good friends over at Discovery. You mentioned them in the article, and Steve Wakefield over there said, you really need to talk to this lady because she really knows what she's talking about. And this is a good topic. Okay, so thank you, Steve. Thank you, Discovery. But you mentioned other companies and other apps and other programs, okay, besides mm -hmm. what Discovery does for this in the article. And the article, again, is in the school news. Okay, and I have it linked here if anybody wants to read it, okay. And I'll just do the subtitle here. While movement-rich technology experiences may feel more chaotic or look more chaotic, they are activating students' brains in a beneficial manner, okay? It is just quite simply that people need to move. People need to move. So when you talk to teachers and whoever about this, what do they say? Do they, do they go, yeah, like I'm doing, or do they go, really? What's, what's, where does it fit in? Well, these one, of, one of the things I really enjoyed about being a librarian is that although I taught every day, my pace of teaching is not the same breakneck pace as a classroom teacher, which right. allowed me to create right. lessons that teachers don't often have time to create. And so one of my favorite lessons was a library breakout box uh, scavenger hunt for library <laughs> orientation. Yeah. Okay, library yeah. orientation is boring as heck. I, I just, you know, here are the encyclopedias, here's the printer, you know, okay, you can do it that way. Yeah, but it was well. way more fun to make the kids run around the library, look things up on the computer, look things, find books on the shelf, um, find the online databases, and then, you know, open the breakout box. And so mm -hmm. having classes come in to do that, and then other teachers would come through while the breakout box scavenger hunt was happening, and they would say, what is that? Mm -hmm. And then I can help classroom teachers implement that type of activity. Because they don't have time to do it, I was glad to assist. Let me help you set up the locks. Let me help you do this. I have extra candy you can put in the box for your kids. Here, <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah, and then You just used then the word. i got to stop you for a second. I don't know whether you, whether you caught yourself. You just used the word you said. It was really fun, F-U-N, fun to watch. Okay? And it is Fun mm -hmm. to watch and fun to participate in. And nothing wrong with fun, but there's another side to that. Okay, and I'm going to ask you this. Laura, did you find that when all was said and done, as you had the kids moving around, even in front of a screen moving around, if I may, were they learning better? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the bottom line. And, you know, fun is fun, and I got no problem with that. But were they learning better? I know your answer is going to be yes. I bet they weren't coming back um, to you as much it, as it used to be. 
It is, yes. Or kids would come in that I knew had done the the library breakout box, and they would yeah. say, hey, how do I find X? And I would say, remember you did that with that activity? Mm-hmm. And they would go, oh, yeah. yeah. And so there's, there's the whole relationship to space, and that movement in space also cements memory. And that's why I firmly believe that reading from a book as opposed to reading from a screen is beneficial for kids' brains as well. And so I try to push kids to, to text-based learning more often if I can, because they remember where they were in the book and where the information was on the page. And you can't do that when you're scrolling. You're right. You can't. Okay. This is, this is, this is really some, what's your research showing you on all this? Where is this now in the body of educational research? And you are now officially Dr. Haverkamp, a researcher in all Mm -hmm. this. What's it showing Um, out there? Well, there's lots of research that, that, that corroborates that reading from a page is better for your brain and better for your memory. Um, I'm arguing, or I was arguing with my school district because they wanted to take away all printing for students. And I'm like, ooh, but it's so much better for them to edit on the page. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, this sort of brings back the idea of disembodied learning. This is something that my son with ADD has said to me. He's like, I can't do online learning. I just feel like I'm not even part of a class or a community or even Mm -hmm. in my body when this is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And my students at Indiana U Purdue U have said this to me as well. When I give them video comments, which I, you know, I'm a little squeamish about being on camera, but when I give them video comments, (laughs) they're all like, oh, thank you. It's so nice to see someone's face. Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) So, go ahead. So, when we're using the technology, we have to make sure that that it is personalized. That that we're activating other parts of the brain. And it's funny that even my video comments to grad students are activating something (laughs) else than just the text online. Absolutely. You know, it's it's fascinating when you really think about it, and it's exactly the way we are. As adults, if I may, to whom we're talking, you need to get up and mm-hmm. move around. And if I may, clear your head, which focuses your head. Okay, it's that exactly. simple. Now I'm going to ask, and I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Okay, can you do me a favor sure. here? I want you to sing mm-hmm. Madame Moakley's Blue Butterfly song in French. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah. are we ready? Uh, we, are, uh, we are indeed. We are now, ladies and gentlemen, the, the uh, entertainment portion, the talent portion of our uh, of our show today. Madam Moakley's right. blue blue butterfly. My lover's blue butterfly eyes in French, as taught to Laura in tenth grade. Go ahead. Biche ma biche, lorsque tu soulignes avec crayon noir tes jolis yeux. Biche ma biche, où j'imagine. Don't quit your day job, but that was beautiful. Don't quit your day job, but that was beautifully done. No, I won't. Okay. (laughs) The point of that is, okay, when you approach it a little bit differently, and I'll tell you a funny story on that. You got me thinking, I guess it was 10th or 11th grade, we had to memorize 40 lines of Shakespeare. I don't know if you guys had to do it when you were in school. And uh, my oh, yeah. teacher, instead of just having us stand up there and do it, she, we had to act it out, okay, like we were acting, acting on stage in Shakespeare. And I still the do movie, most of them. 
I can still do most of them. It's a long time ago. I, I actually went to school with Shakespeare. That's how old I am. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just amazing. I can still do it. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear. I come to bury Caesar not to praise him. The evil that men do lives in their bones, etc., etc., etc. Okay? And your beautiful lover's blue butterfly <laughs> in French. Okay? This matters. Right. I can't... This matters. Right. Right, and and that's why the Discovery Ed move alongs and sing alongs are so cool because they've already got them for you, and so you can get the kids to just okay. Um, I can't remember the order of operations for math, but they have got a song in there where you can like play the order of operations for math. Thank goodness, because that stuff doesn't stick in my head unless it's in a song. <laughs> it's it's it, it's great stuff, and. It, it, Teachers have to be very creative and keep, I'll just keep saying this, although just keep the kids moving and thinking. And movement can occur in different ways, all right? But it's important we start to think about the world is changing and we got to save these kids from sitting down and watching on, on, on screen time. And on that note, okay, you're a, an accomplished school librarian, okay? Uh-huh. These days, okay, where do you see the, the role of the librarian in these days? I mean, obviously it's changed. All right. And I, I, I'm a big fan of school libraries. I, I hate when, when schools don't have a library or a librarian available to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now and over the next few years, where do you, and you have to teach this to the students who want to become librarians. Where's it all going to go? Yeah. Fit it into uh, the digital world. Yeah. Well, the librarian role, it's still very, there are five basic roles to the school librarian, and I think they're still the same. They haven't changed. Um, it's just the space has changed. So uh, yeah, good set. Good librarians are always teachers. Uh, they're leaders both in education and in technology. Uh, librarians are excellent instructional partners. I loved, loved yeah. it when uh, a teacher would come in and say, hey, I'm doing a unit on uh, uh, like the health teacher would come in and say, I want, I'm going to do a mental health unit. And I'd be like, oh, I've got all sorts of young adult literature to support mental health issues. Let's, let's do a project. Um, information specialist, let's make sure everybody finds good information. And then a program administrator, because there's all sorts of mm. stuff going on behind the scenes in the library that people don't know about. So, but as we move into a digital space, the librarian role becomes not just the program administrator of the library itself, but there's the digital aspect to librarianship and that you have to have both a, a door to the library, a physical door to the library, but you have to have a digital door to the library. And so that the library webpage becomes really important and providing kids 24-7 access to good resources becomes incredibly important. And I have to ask you this, because it's all over the place this year, and I'm sure it's happening at Indiana U, Purdue, okay, uh, AI, okay, and, 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 and this has not been figured out for you. It's not, not even close to the stage of the game, okay, but AI and the library. Well, why do I have to ask the library when I can just ask uh, uh, ChatGPT uh, uh, what, what were the causes of World War II? Then write me a paper. Talk, talk, to, talk to me about how you see that making things change. And uh, they are going to change in one way or the other, believe me. Right. And it's changing really fast. And the last time I yeah. read about AI was about three weeks ago. And I'm worried that I'm already No, you're already so far behind. Yeah, you're so far behind. There's no sense in even going on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, I feel like 
AI is obviously uh, scary and a game changer, but last oh, time I checked, AI could not do could not do citations properly. What do you and mean? So, what do you mean citations? What do you mean citations like citing where you got okay, the information? So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. In fact, AI um, pretends and makes up citations, which oh, yeah. is super confusing for students. It hallucinates it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So graduate school is supposed to teach you how to think, and if AI is doing your thinking for you, that, that frightens me. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think there are still plenty of students who want to learn and are ethical, in my course, I ask them not to use AI, but I do tell them that they can cut and paste from from things as long as they give mm-hmm. credit. So, sure. Sure. Well, I don't well, know the right well, answer, and it's scary. I know, I know you I don't. I, nobody, think. believe me, when I tell you this, nobody does. Okay, I was just mm-hmm. curious about your your point of view on it. Okay, and you said a word. You said the word unethically, but we have to be sure, and this is a key that we use AI, and this is, believe me, uh, me and everybody else, uh, 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 ethically. We have to use it ethically, all right? And uh, unfortunately, we have not used the, uh, the uh, social media ethically, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some do, but many people don't, and we all see the results of that, okay? And uh, to me, one of the key things about AI is to actually try to explain what you just did, Okay, is this librarian who is the source of information, if I may, in the school? I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for them to them to be the AI experts, them to take over the teaching of how to use AI as you're researching, as you're teaching, as you're learning. All right, right. And because like you said, that that to me is going to be the role in the librarian of AI. I always say with AI, it's not about the answers. It's about the questions, okay? And we got to make sure, okay, that we're asking it the right questions and we're using it, I'm going to use your word, ethically, all right? And that, that to me, but if, 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 librarians have to be very well aware that this is changing everything. This is going to change anyone. We're, and it's just in a, in a, uh, like a two-week-old baby, okay? That's where <laughs> we are with this thing. And they, you know how fast they change, all right? right you know exactly. that. Um, yeah, and, it, and so that, whew, scary stuff. Go ahead. It, it is scary stuff. And, and a huge part of my role as a librarian was teaching kids to find the best information. And best is obviously a relative term. But you want authoritative, unbiased, peer-reviewed, and corroborated. And the corroboration is yeah. a big part of – I mean, you can use AI to corroborate what you found. But, again, it's, that's going to be part of coaching as a teacher – you know, I'm not going to tell kids not to use AI, though I've told my Indiana U kids, kids, they're adults. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've told them are. not to use AI, but I've given them all the resources that they need and they can cut and paste. And so they shouldn't need it. Right. I, I, and looking I think, at high school students, yeah, they need to be yeah. able to corroborate yeah. what they found. That's right. And so That's AI right. can and be that... part of that. Yeah, that's that's actually the point. We have to use it in 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 perspective with other things we're doing. I think just it's so important. We got to leave in a couple of minutes. I ask you one important question that left. How's your soccer team doing? Okay. How's your soccer team doing? Oh, 
We lost last night, though. I scored yeah. a goal, and yeah. my son – I'm playing co-ed with my son, who is 21, and he scored That's a goal correct. off of a pass from me. So, What, what position – are you on opposite teams or the same team? You're on the same team? Same team. Same yeah, team. okay. So what position are you playing? You're playing forward? Um, I am playing midfield. Midfield. I congratulate you for doing that. I think that's wonderful. It's a great sport. Where, did you play in college? Yes. Where? I played at Tulane University. Wow. That's heavy duty. And I, yep, and I played a couple years in the Bundesliga in Germany, so had a had a good time. I was not paid in Germany, by the way, but I did play in the Bundesliga, so super fun. I love this. Sport. That is fantastic. Where'd you play? What team? I played for Schweinfurt. <laughs> where, where, where was that? Where's that? Central Germany, right in the middle. Okay. Say it again. Schweinsburg? Say it again. Schweinfurt. Schweinsburg. Pigtown? Is that what it is? Pigtown. Schweinfurt. Schweinfurt. Pigtown. Okay. Very good. Wow. You are, you are something, Laura. I got to tell you. You're pretty cool. Oh, well, thank you. I'm just I mean it. here living living my best life with my cat. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Indiana U, Purdue, is pretty lucky to have you there in that school district in South Carolina. is pretty lucky to have you there. You're thinking ahead of the game, all right? And you've got to take care of these kids, and I know you're doing a great job with your students. The article's linked up here on using technology for kinesthetic learning to keep these kids active and their brains active while they're in your classroom. It's great stuff. Thank you, Laura. This was great. I loved it. And well, thank have you fun so much for having Have me. fun. Keep playing soccer. I love the game. I used to play myself. I, okay. I'm going to try. On the u- emphasis on the used to. Okay? So thank you. All right? Be good. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Laura Haverkamp, everybody. Dr. Haverkamp at Indiana and Purdue, the Luddy School of Informatics, Computing, and Engineering. And her article is really kind of fun to read. Okay? Over in eSchool News. I got it linked here. Just check. Just click through. We'll archive over at ace-ed.org. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thank you for listening.